Yo, today's QOD is you don't have to impress anyone anymore. Here we go. of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got a brand new speaker on the show today. His name is Anthony DeMello, and I highly recommend you put this talk on repeat because it's very important. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, you know in my stories, once or twice a week, I have an outburst, and I will just say what's on my mind, and a lot of what's on my mind is not mainstream, conventional thinking right? I have a mind of my own. And, you know, I don't blindly subscribe to narratives. I like to do my own research and see what's true and what's not. And I often get direct messages or even in private conversations, people say, oh my gosh, I wish I can say that because that's what I think. But I can't. I can't say that because of what people are going to think of me. What are they going to say? Are they going to cast me out? And this is something that a lot of people struggle with. They're addicted to the drug, as Anthony says in this clip, the drug of approval. They're hooked on that drug to the point where people will say things among a group that are different from what they will say in a private one-on-one conversation. Because they need approval and they need belonging. And so if you're struggling with this, listen in really closely to this talk. Because Anthony's going to talk about how you can move past it. You can move beyond it and no longer have that tension and start to have the freedom to be yourself. Anthony DeMello's coming up. Now I'm going to take one big illusion that almost everyone suffers from, and I'm going to talk about it during this program. If you could get released from that, oh, how you would come away. Let me explain it in this way. It'll be a kind of a meditation that you and I will do together. Think of a little child. It's given a taste for drugs. As it grows up, the whole body of that child is craving for the drug. To live without the drug brings a pain and a suffering so great that it seems preferable to die. You and I, as children, were given a drug. It was called approval. It was called appreciation. It was called praise, success, acceptance popularity. Once you took the drug, society could control you. The tentacles of society got into you. You become a robot. You want to see what kind of a robot existence human beings live? Listen to this. You've got the robot who comes here, and I say, my, you're looking pretty. And the robot goes right up 
I press a button called appreciation and right up it goes. Then I press another button called criticism flat on the earth. Total control. We're so affected by this. We're so easily controlled by it. And when we're deprived of it, we become so terrified. We're so frightened to make mistakes. We're so frightened that people will laugh at us. I saw a little kid once, three years old. She wandered into our dining room, dressed in her nighty. So we, we sort of applauded. She thought we were laughing at her. She ran away and her mother had to carry her in while she was struggling. She didn't want to come. She thought we had laughed at her. And I thought, she's only three years old. But already we've made a little monkey out of her. Somebody taught her this, that when you do this, she's supposed to feel good. And when you say boo, she's supposed to feel bad. Once you give her that drug, she's finished. Do you think Jesus Christ was controlled by this kind of thing? By what people thought of him and what they said about him? Awake people break out of this drug. And when you make a mistake or when you're rejected, you feel such a tremendous emptiness, such a loneliness. You keep crawling back, begging for that drug called encouragement, acceptance, belonging. So they got us nicely controlled. How do you get out of it? First of all, let's see some of the results. You know something? As a result of having taken this drug, you have lost your ability to love. You know why? Because you cannot see any human being anymore. You're so conscious of whether they accept you or they don't, whether they approve of you or they don't. You're seeing them as a threat to your drug or as a support to your drug. Think of the politician. The politician frequently doesn't see people at all. He sees votes. And if you're neither a threat nor a support to his getting votes, he doesn't even notice you. The businessman, he sees big bucks. He doesn't see people. He sees business deals. But we're no different if we're under the effect of this drug. The robot, I like you. And the robot will automatically, mechanically react. Oh, he's good. He likes me. I don't like you. He's awful. He doesn't like me. See? The drug. How can you love what you do not even see? Want to get rid of the drug? You have to tear those tentacles out of your system. They've gone to the marrow of your bones. This control that society exercises over you. By seeing what they are doing to you. If you're able to do that, everything will be the same, but you will have dropped out. You will be in the world, but you will no longer be off the world. But do you know how terrifying this is? Initially, initially, it's like asking someone, a drug addict, who's going through withdrawal symptoms, it's like saying to him or her, listen, why don't you enjoy 
good nourishing food and clean water from the mountain stream and the nice fresh morning air. Give that up for your drug. He cannot conceive of it. His, he cannot live without it. That's how terrible it is. That's how terrifying. How do you get out of it? Well, you've got to face that terror. You've got to understand the state you're in. What a terrible state, because you cannot live without people. It brings a tremendous loneliness. But then when you're with people, there's always that tension. You want to love people? You have to die to people. You have to die to your need for people. You have to understand what your drug is doing to you. As, first of all, be patient with yourself. Second, call the drug by its name. It's an artificial stimulant. You really want to enjoy life, enjoy the pleasures of the senses, enjoy the pleasures of the mind, enjoy your work, enjoy nature. Go up to the mountain and enjoy the trees and the stars at night and send the crowds away and you will be completely alone. Because then love is born in solitude and aloneness. You come to this land of love by passing through the land of death. And you will realize that your heart has brought you to this vast desert. In the beginning, it seems lonely because you're not accustomed to it. You're not accustomed to aloneness which is not the same as loneliness. Loneliness means missing people. Aloneness means not needing anyone, enjoying people, but not needing them. Then at last, you can see them. Then you will realize that the, the desert suddenly blossoms into love. And there's a song in your heart, and it is springtime forever. Give yourself proper nourishment. Call the drug by its name and be patient the way you would with an addict. What powerful prayer that is. Let me give you a little meditation. Think of someone whose approval you need, you think you need, whose approval you desperately want, whose appreciation you want, and see if you can understand how in front of this person you have lost your freedom. Try that out. I'll give you a few seconds for that. Think of someone who you think is necessary to ease the pain of your loneliness and understand how in front of this person you have lost your freedom. You're not free. You dare not be yourself. 
You cannot live like a king or a queen, a princess. Talking about being free, I'm reminded of this Irish prisoner who digs a tunnel underground his, under his prison cell and he makes it to freedom through this tunnel. He comes out in the middle of a school compound and he couldn't contain himself. So he begins to jump up and down saying, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. There was a little girl watching him scornfully. She says, that's nothing, I'm four. <laughs> what does it mean to live like an emperor, an empress? You know what it means? It means you don't have to impress anyone anymore. You're completely at ease with everyone because you don't desire anything from anyone anymore. Well, I've got to clarify that. Of course you desire things from others. But you know, the non-fulfillment of that desire doesn't make you unhappy. See if you can get that. There are two types of desires. There's the desire on whose fulfillment our happiness depends. There's a desire on whose fulfillment our happiness does not depend. <clears throat> I go to a restaurant. I say, do you have mushroom soup? And they say, no, we haven't mushroom soup. You ruined my dinner. I'm going out. I'm get, let's get out of this place. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> you have mushroom soup? No. What do you have? How about sweet corn and chicken? Well, that's pretty good. Uh, I'd enjoy that too. What about tomato? I'd enjoy that too. See? <clears throat> the fulfillment of that desire does not affect your happiness. <clears throat> You're happy with it or without it. Like the guy who's waiting at the maternity ward and the nurse comes and says, did you want a boy or a girl, sir? He says, I wanted a girl. She says, well, I got bad news for you. It's a boy. He says, that's all right. That was my second choice. <laughs> <clears throat> How do you get this kind of guy down, huh? When you don't have to defend yourself anymore to anyone, you don't feel the need to apologize. Can you imagine that? You don't feel the need to explain. You don't have to impress. You're not bothered by what they say or what they think. It doesn't bother you. You're unaffected. My, now love will begin. Not till then. Because you know something? As long as I need you, I cannot love you. That was Anthony DeMello. His website is DeMelloSpirituality.com. You can watch today's entire talk on YouTube. It is called Wake Up Anthony DeMello. Hey, follow me on the Instagram at Sean Croxton, and I will see you tomorrow with Steve Harvey. I'm out. Peace. Peace.